2020 was brutal. 2021, it's time to celebrate. It's time for you to live it up. It's time for you to be the life of the party. Reach out to owner Candace Williams and she can help you become the life of the party by booking life of the party events to help you celebrate, commemorate those memorable moments in life. Candace specializes in, but not limited to, birthdays for children and adults, engagements, retirements, baby showers and gender reveals, intimate anniversary dinners, weddings, holiday parties, and even just because parties. Like I said, 2021, it is time to celebrate life. It's time to live it up. You need to reach out to Candace Williams so she can get you ready to celebrate with those that you love, those that you like, those that just cool, which you know what it is. Reach out to Candace by contacting her at email, lifeofthepartybycandace at gmail.com. Lifeofthepartybycandace at gmail.com. And also, follow Life of the Party events on Facebook. Hello, world. Uh, it's the Underground Sports Kings here, back for another week, another episode. And uh, we are starting out the show a bit different because uh, as of January 22nd, 2021, there was definitely a shift in the energy. Uh, the world is no longer the same. Uh, one Henry Hammerin Hank Aaron uh, has left us. Uh, and has gone home, and as I like to say, he's actually checked out of his, his final game in the final inning. We at the Underground Sports Kings, um, the majority of us uh, came up in Georgia, in Atlanta, um, but all of us are sports heads. Um, and at heart, we have a true love for Hank Aaron. So once want to just say a few words real quick, uh, starting with you, Kells, man. Man, uh, I would say this, man. Like, being here in Atlanta, man, like, we know he was a straight-up pioneer, especially for the city of Atlanta, for black people, you know, black people in baseball. Because you think about the time when we were coming up, baseball was very big for black people. So, he's, he was a pioneer for us. I appreciate that. DT. As a baseball, a big baseball fan myself, man, I, it's one of those things that really, when I found out, really, really hit me hard just because it's somebody that was very well respected in this city and he will truly be missed. With that being said, Hank Aaron, God bless you, what you did for us, black people, what you did for the city, for the culture. We love you. Peace and blessings to you and your family. Now that we've got this, this show is officially begun. Here at the Underground Sports Kings, it's time to get rolling. We'll be back for another week, another episode, man. Again, rest in peace, Hank Aaron. But uh, as they say in the show world, so much go on. <laughs> so now, man, um, we had to get into it, bro. We got Kales in the middle. Playoffs, the, the, the 
on the show, we gotta start it off right. We got a crown, man. Let me tell you something right now. For the first time ever, man, uh, this is a collective effort on the crown and off of the So actually, we're gonna go around table and do some real quick, but this week's crown goes to DT. One young bull, Colin Sexton's. Yes, sir. Six. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Young Bulls showed up. Now, Kales. Young Bulls showed up, but he showed us who he showed up. Yes. Next. Two goal. Three head off the KD Cavalry. That was a, a performance that really blew my mind because I know that was a stat DT that stood out for you. What was this consecutive point? Oh. Hold on, wait, wait. You got stats ready, Kim? What do you I hear stats for the game. I'm going to let you go ahead and get to that point. We won't come back to the stats. But what was the stats that stuck out for you, D? At one point, crunch time of the game, this man scored 20 straight points. 22-0 straight points. Meaning nobody else scored. It was just him. 20 straight. 20 straight against the three-headed monster that is. Champion, I mean, conference, yeah, conference championships. Well, it's very simple. 
You come into the offseason, well, you're coming into the back part of the season. Six head coaching vacancies. Five have been filled already, and not one is a black head coach. Not one. The only remaining opening is the Houston Texans. And uh They ain't finna hire one. No. Not based on it. I understand they don't, you know, the ownership has changed. They don't mean the mentality has changed. Uh, that's half the problem with his starting quarterback. Is he know they ain't finna have they ain't finna hire one. That's why he wanna leave. Let's go ahead and be real. The only reason black coach black head coach or black coaches are getting interviews, it's not because you're truly interested. It's because of the, it's because of the Rooney rule. It's because it's the law. <laughs> but that's how the Rooney rule came about. It's because of the law. So basically, and then the NFL has tried to do their part by uh, throwing some incentives out there um, to the teams that actually go through the process of hiring or interviewing uh, black coaches. However, the names that they have been calling upon. Just to get interviews or say, hey, we met the qualifications. It's embarrassing, NFL. It's embarrassing. Seriously? Marvin Lewis got an interview? Why? Because he got pictures of somebody's uh, wife from the NFL. Marvin Lewis <laughs> is the epitome of average. We got to think about it. The NFL, we look at all these coaches. A lot of these coaches get recycled. There is, there is a recycled program in the NFL. If you've been a head coach in the NFL, guess what? You're going to get an opportunity to coach again somewhere else. Whether coach, you haven't been fired more than twice. Usually, once you catch that second bullet, that's a wrap. Yeah. You're, you're a permanent coordinator somewhere or maybe a, a, a consultant to some people uh, in your area of expertise. But once you catch that second bullet, it's a wrap for you, man. Um, but now, y'all got thoughts on that though, bro? You know, uh, I think it's sad that when we come into the season, we got all these commercials, you know, all the support mm-hmm. behind, you know, how much we're donating to black communities and how much, you know, we see or, or I can't say so-called, see or feel, you know, what you guys are going through because the majority of the league is black. You know what I mean? So when you, you come in the season that way and then when the opportunities come about, Throughout the course of the season, toward the end of the season, when you get ready, you know, revamp all these coaching jobs, all these GM jobs that have been, you know, lost or changes that have been made in the organization, and there are no, I would say no black hires, but there are not as many black hires as, as you would expect. The ratio is way off. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, off. 32 jobs, two black head coaches. And, and let's be frank. The two black head coaches, or the black head coaches that get looked at, happen to be black head coaches that have already been coaching in the league. So there's no new head coaches like you see. No, nah, they're not bringing white head coaches. Yeah, the, the, the white head coaches can come in like, uh, yeah, we'll come back to that part. Anyway, um, we do want to make sure uh, accountability is a word that is big amongst us. You don't know nothing else about the underground sports teams. We believe in holding people accountable. So let's make this clear. It's not just the NFL. When we say NFL, the NFL is made up of 32 owners. It is about the owners. The league uh, with Roger Goodell and the, the NFLPA, things of that nature, they've done their part. They have done their part. They've put the incentives out there. They have asked. They basically begged. 
uh, it is up to the NFL owners yeah. to do the hiring, and they have failed on that part. DT, anything? It's it's simply it's ridiculous. It it is simply ridiculous. It's really not much to go into on that part. So with that being said, we're gonna move on. We got some headlines, we got some news, and we got a little time to get into it. Speaking of those head coaching vacancies, again, six head coaching vacancies offseason, five hires, only remaining is Houston. Uh, speaking of Houston, Houston has actually interviewed Josh McCown and Jim Caldwell. Again, Jim Caldwell did not deserve to be fired out of Detroit, but is really Jim Caldwell the answer? For the problem that is Houston, I doubt it. And Josh McCown, wasn't he just on somebody's NFL roster? Yeah, he was definitely a backup just last year. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, like you were saying, actually getting a chance, getting a shot. How is his name even coming up for an interview in a head coaching position? I had to double check to make sure I saw the name right. I was like, maybe it's a different McCown. Like, you know. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of head coach, well, coaching moves, uh, a black coach has been hired for a coordinator. Saints defensive back coach Aaron Glenn, who's also a former DB uh, in the NFL, has been promoted to a defensive coordinator or been hired by the Detroit Lions as their defensive coordinator. Thoughts on that, fellas? It's progress. It's in some form of fashion. You know, you want to take small games. But you're going to Detroit. Former (laughs) Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn, who was one of three black head coaches as last year, has been hired as the OC. In Detroit. So now Detroit has a black OC and a DC. Maybe Motor City can return. Um, former Lions head coach, Matt Patricia, well, recently fired yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lions head coach, Matt Patricia, headed back to New England, like you said, recycle coaches. Yep. He has a, the, the term is a multifaceted role. He's going to be responsible for combine scouting and he'll be working with the coaching staff as well. Mind you, 13, 29, and 1 in three seasons with Detroit. That's who Jim Caldwell was fired for. Well, you know, Patricia's back in New England because that's where he came from. But, you know, like you said, recycle, recycle, yeah. recycle. Relationships, people. Uh, speaking of Detroit, the Matthew Stafford era is a wrap. The two sides will be looking to part ways, possibly in a trade. But either way it goes, Matthew Stafford has made it known he is done there. The new head coach and GM are were aware of the decision as well uh, before they decided to take the job. So this is going to happen one way or the other. Thoughts on that, fellas? It's going to be a crazy offseason. I'll tell you that much. It's a lot of shuffling got to be done. It's a good number of teams out there that, that could use a veteran quarterback. Yeah. Uh, one of them, my team. Uh, we do need to go ahead and make this known. One, Philip. I got 17 cheering Rivers is uh, stepping down, retiring from the game, hanging up the cleats, man. Um, is he a Hall of Famer, though? No, he had a good career, though. Yeah. that's Everybody that had a good career ain't a Hall of Famer. He had a good career. Yeah. I, I can see that, man. I can see that. But at the same time, I know he wasn't Dan Marino or nothing, but Philip Rivers. He was pretty good. He was that guy. He, he had a good career. He ain't Hall of Fame. Long, long, longevity. A lot of quarterbacks don't start for that long. As you can see, UGSK, we're not going to be too lenient on you with the when you throw out that Hall of Fame uh, name out there. Anyway, man, uh, 10 seconds left in the segment. We're going to go ahead and step away, take a break. We're going to come back. Like I said, it's Conference Championship Weekend. Get your popcorn ready. We got a show for you. 
Don't go nowhere. Here at the I Am Wool Podcast, we believe that woman is God's greatest creation. Why? Because woman is the bearer of life. There will be no us without woman. And therefore, you need to make sure you provide woman with the best services possible as she ventures into her journey into motherhood. How do you do that? You need to reach out to the Comadres Group. Actually, reach out to founder Haiti Salas Taylor. And you can find her at comadresgroup.com or on Instagram at comadres underscore group. Their aim is to provide positive support from your pregnancy into your motherhood journey. They also provide physical, mental, and educational support to women with doula services and massage therapy. So make sure that your woman is getting the best possible care she needs during the most amazing time of her life. That's Kamara's group. And make sure you check in and let them know that Wolf sent you. Sports Kings have returned, and uh, we're going to dive head first off into the NFL Conference Championship weekend that is upon us. Uh, first things first, we're going to actually uh, make this known. Tune in to the Underground Sports Kings every week on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker. Find your purpose. Follow us on uh, social media, Twitter, Underground Sports Kings, Facebook, Underground Sports Kings. Uh, 
hard to beat a team three times in the NFL. Hey, man, Drew Brees yeah. like trash. Hey, I'm going to get there, but, you know. Did, did I expect Brees to look like trash? Yeah, I don't think anybody expected Drew, Drew to look Not like trash. No. So, I mean, I know we know what we're talking about. It was, it was bad. Even we were, like, but even on, the, 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 the crazy thing is that, uh, you know, in that, in that particular game, Bucks only scored off of off turnovers, which is like, yo, if you stop turnovers, you win the game. Right. Anyways, like I said, 11 and 5, second in the NFC South, fifth in their conference, which of course puts them in puts them in a wild card. So now we go to the, you know, the playoffs, first first round. You beat Washington, uh, in a very which was a very, very entertaining game. Second round, you come and you beat the aforementioned New Orleans Saints. Uh I can't say that was an entertaining game because, as we just said, Drew played like garbage. Um, we we all know their uh, you know their key players offense, uh, Mike Evans, of course Tom Brady. They split split time running backs with Jones and uh, um, Leonard Fournette, who has been playing great in the playoffs. He like, was a new acquisition yeah. for them because playing, playing Jacksonville great. cut him after what week three four. Well, when he got picked up, excuse me. Yeah, they cut him But they picked him up. They picked him up during the season. Speaking of key acquisitions, we all know that uh, midway, not even midway through the season, I think it might have been game five or something, game four or something, game four, game five, somewhere around there. Uh, Of course, Antonio Brown comes over. So now you have this wide receiver core of uh, Chris Godwin, Godwin, Evans, Brown. And you still have to, still got to mention uh, Gronk because he's a tight end, but he's right. So he's Not wide. to mention, uh, what's my cat out of Alabama? OJ? Not, yeah. uh, was that, was that it Alabama? It is OJ. Yeah, OJ. Yeah. So, you know, good good wide receiver core. Um, last week, last week defense uh, really played well. They had two very, very good linebackers, young, uh, young cornerbacks, but I will say this week will be something different. It's going to get a little ugly because of who they're playing against. And now we will go to for that. We will go to the breakdown for that team, which will be the top seed, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack, go! I'm going to give you the breakdown here. NFC North Division champs, 13-3. Started off the season, 4-0, averaging 38 points a game. You heard me right. First four games, 38 points a game against the Vikings, Lions, Saints, and Falcons. Not bad. Week five came off a of bye to have the matchup against Brady and the Bucks. So, coming off a of bye against the Bra- against Brady and the Bucks, you've had an extra week to prepare. You say, hey, Green Bay from the mall. They're the fresher team. They're putting up points. Lots. 38-18 pack loss. Uh, the here's the thing, man. The combined rushes for the Packers that game 94 yards on 21 carries. Now, if we take the two carries for 14 yards that Rodgers had out, 80 yards, 19 carries between three running backs. Sucks. Absolutely terrible. Well, you said they only got 19 carries. I mean, it was throwing the ball, right? Had to. Rodgers had to have about 50 passes. 35, 35 attempts. He was 16 of 35. 160 yards. 
two picks, and was sacked four times. It was a terrible loss for Green Bay coming off a bye because it looks like he didn't even prepare for this game. Uh, Devontae Adams was targeted 10 times, six catches, 61 yards. Green Bay punted the ball seven times that game. 41% on third down, which actually wasn't as bad as, as Tampa. I think Tampa was worse. No field goals attempted by either team between Green Bay and Tampa. Well, that's because uh, that's the Green Bay way of getting in the red zone. And Tampa Bay was just scoring. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, bro. Uh, six penalties, 76 yards versus no penalties for the Bucks. Here's the thing. The Bucks at that point in time, I believe, were the most penalized team in the NFL. Y'all came off the bye and were the most penalized team. So it sounded like they had a discipline issue. Like I said, Brady wasn't good that game either. 166, he was 17 of 27. He did have the two touchdowns when you have a short field. Of course, your yardage isn't going to look like that. Ronald Jones was the man. And I'm saying all of the buck stats because 23 attempts, 113 yards, and two touchdowns mean the Green Bay Packers couldn't stop the run. Couldn't stop the run. That's the big key. Uh, because when you're talking about facing teams like, I don't know, their second loss against the Vikings, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, their second loss, which was to the Vikings. Um, Dalvin Cook was Dalvin Cook, who's the, who's been running all over everybody. All State. <laughs> then you had their third loss again to the to the Colts, uh, which was 34-31 in overtime. Problem was Green Bay was up 28-14 at the half. You only scored three points in a second half. And an overtime. Three points. That's it. Um, now, again, Rodgers, phenomenal guy. He should be the MVP. I'm glad you we, we, we heard the part about the whole sacks. Here's the thing. Only four quarterbacks in the top ten quarterbacks, based on yardage, threw for less than ten interceptions. Less. Number one. Aaron Rodgers, he had five. Number four was Brady with six. Guess the other two. They were tied with seven. Deshaun Watson and Ryan Tannehill. Who? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Based on yardage, top ten quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill was number eight. And he's only had seven along with Deshaun. I'm running for my life, Watson. Brady and Rodgers were one and four with Five picks and six picks. Do you know how many Jameis Winston threw that many in one game? He did have a six a six interception game. Dang. So yeah, that's how phenomenal that is, bro. Brady, uh, I mean Rogers had forty two. He was just a yard shy of forty three hundred yards. Forty eight touchdowns and five interceptions, bro. Um, that is phenomenal to me. That's phenomenal to me. Um. But the way I see this working, if you're Tampa Bay, what it sounds like to me, what you're going to have to do, the key to, to the beating Green Bay is you're going to have to pay the man method. Keep them off the field. The more you keep them off the field, the better your chances are. Because honestly, I don't see too many flaws with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Devontae Adams is a problem. beast. Honestly, this year, this year, I know Stephon Diggs had the better numbers, 
But Devontae Adams is a better receiver right now. Like this year, right now, in this moment, I'm taking Devontae Adams over just about anybody in the league. Yeah, he's, he's shown that this year. That, and he's been one of the top receivers. But I'm going to tell you this, not Devontae. If you don't get your health issues together, these little knick-knack injuries, uh, two words, Julio Jones. <laughs> you hear it? <laughs> but here's the thing. Though. Green Bay was able to throw this ball like this in the cold. Normally, that's when you want to run the ball. They're going to throw the ball, bro. Nah, hey, rod don't care. We're going to put this bad boy in there. Oh. Put it up. So, no, um... And also, man, when it came down to uh, uh, sacks, Aaron Rodgers only sacked 20 times this season, bro. You can't get to him. The line is going to protect him. And he's smart enough to know when to throw that ball away, man. So that's why I said they don't really have flaws. They have brain farts, which is what those three games were. Outside of that, good luck. So we actually have broken down the AFC. I mean, the NFC. We're actually going to go to the third segment where we're going to break down this NFC and bring you some predictions. Well, actually, bump that. Let's go ahead and get our NFC predictions. First things first. X-Factors, Kills. Who's your X-Factor on these two? My X-Factor in this in this game, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What I am going to say is I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to have the type of game that he had the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, way that he's been performing, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. I expect him to have a bomb game this game. I can see that. I can see that. Um, and expectations are high there, being that he only has one Super Bowl under his belt. This is his best chance. Yeah. Um, I can see that. DT, X-Factor. Um, my X-Factor for this game will actually be it's collective. It will be the the cornerbacks and the safeties of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, if they don't, if they don't disguise how they're covering that back end, Aaron Rodgers gonna have a, full, a field day. No two ways around. Um, and if you don't come up with a scheme for Devontae Adams, he gonna be the recipient of that field day. Well, looking at highlights of it, I'm gonna tell you one thing that you have to do. Is wherever Devontae is lined up, you need to shade your safety to help your corner or whoever's lined up on. Um, but you definitely need to shade shade your safety because once he makes his move, he's going to go finish. You need to have a safety weight. Yeah. Basically. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I can see that. Uh, I'm going to actually go with the X factor being the Green Bay Packers offensive line. You keep him clean. You win the game. Yeah. Because this is not an ordinary defense that you're facing. And they're not led by an ordinary man. And Dominic Sue is a monster. And he's a monster that doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. Um, and because of that, uh, you got to protect him. That's the only way you're going to win this game. That man, especially because they used to be in the NFC North together, and he was in Detroit, it's ugly. So, Predictions. 30 seconds. Kels, who you got? She's going to go Green Bay all day. Go Pack Go. DT. I'm going to go Green Bay as well. I think it's unanimous here. Go Pack Go. Um, also, let me drop this bomb on you real quick. Remember how we was waiting on Kobe and LeBron? Yeah. Football versus Brady versus Rodgers. We just actually get to see this matchup. 
But anyway, segment three coming up. Don't go nowhere. Imagine a world where black men can talk and communicate properly. Not only to our spouses, our children, but amongst each other. Hear me. Welcome to I Am World Podcast. Here at I Am World Podcast, we're here to build and strengthen the level of communication amongst black men with other black men. Black men with their spouses, black men with their children, black men with their co-workers. We are here to bridge that gap of communication. And here at I Am World Podcast, your voice will be heard. We're here to help bridge the gap for mental health awareness. We're here to bridge the gap between brother and sister. We are here to build. We are here to grow. We are here to become one. I am Wolf. I'm your host, Dwayne Sutton. And make sure you tune in to the I Am Wolf podcast every Wednesday here on Anchor. Segment three, Underground Sports Kings at return. It's Kales, it's DT, it's Whoa. It's up. Hey, man. Like I said, spread the word, man. You got to get the sports the right way. You got to get it from people that you, you can connect with. That's who we are, man. We the folks that you sit around and you going to chop it up with. We don't care who you are, where you from, what it is. As long as you buy it, we buy it, man. We going to talk and talk. So make sure you tune in to the Underground Sports Team. Uh, underground Sports Team. Let me slow down. Catch myself. Anyway, man, how y'all feeling, right? Good, man. Hey, excited about tomorrow, man. Look here. Let me go ahead and make sure I uh I drop. Well, I'm gonna drop that to an end. So we got captain's picks. That's right, the captain, Dunny Up Team, man. Uh, he went ahead and uh sent his predictions in for winners and possible Super Bowl matchup. We'll announce that when we drop five. But we got this AFC Championship to uh get into, man. So uh, with that being said, Kales, who you got, bro? Uh, let me tell you something about this surprising team, right? Because I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've been dogging this team for quite some time. I got a homeboy as a Buffalo Bills fan. Vic. Shout out, Vic. Shout out to you, buddy. Uh, you know, they, the Bills always say they start off pretty good, you know, and then all of a sudden they're going to lose their streak. It just, it is very bad, you know. Hey, what they say, they like losers, losers curl. <laughs> Never, Never quite. quite. <laughs> just just <laughs> go all the way. Like, you know, it ain't never panned out for them. However, they have arrived, okay? Now, how did they arrive here? Well, let's go back to the offseason. Now, we all know that they had a wide receiver, John Brown. It's like the number one guy. Right. And, but seriously, Minnesota was having a difficult time with their wide receiver. You know, old Stephon Diggs. You know, Stephon Miracle Diggs, fellow Saints fans out there. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, man, I got to go home, man. <laughs> but Stephon Diggs, they picked him up, man. Big trade yeah. in the offseason. And it added to what has been the three-headed monster on offense, which allowed Josh Allen's game to elevate. Now, for those of you who don't know, I've always made this known. Let's do a three quarterback. Josh Allen... Was a runner. Yeah, he was a running quarterback who could throw the ball. This season was something different, huh? Yeah, very different. Yeah, okay. Well, he's, you know, yeah, he's a passing quarterback now who that can, can run, run the ball. Because, <laughs> you know, my coach found out the hard way. 
Like, y'all forgot he can still run? Exactly. Like, he ain't but 20. Like, no. Hey, he's a young guy. Young guy, man. He still can go. So, the Bills put out a season 13-3. and three, Number one in the division. Okay? Tom then, Brady left, and they said, we got it. Three losses that they took was Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. The Cardinals. Yep. And that horrific loss to the Titans. Ironically, the loss to the Titans, it wasn't by a rushing attack. Tannehill had a great passing game, 21-28. You know, they scored 42 points. All right. So we going to dismiss that. They might actually got his OC hired. That's what happened. Yeah. <clears throat> and then when you look at the Cardinals, the Cardinals, they didn't really run the ball. Kyle Murray had a good passing game. However, when they played the Chiefs, who they will be playing this Sunday. Yep. They lost by nine points, 27 to 16, 26 to 17. Right. In that game, Kansas City Chiefs running attack ate them up. Mm. All right. They ate them up. We talking about Hilaire on the ground. All right. Kill even even Pat Mahomes. Rushing the ball. Now, when we talk about this Buffalo Bills team, as I told you, three-headed monster, wide receiver. Yep. Running the ball, a lot of the running is done by Josh Allen. It is. Because they don't have a running back that's really, like, every now and then, you know, you get a, a you know, pretty decent game, you know, out of Singletary. But they really not running the ball. They are a passing offense. That's it. Passing offense. So the game they lost against the Chiefs, Josh Allen just didn't have a good enough day. All right? 14 for 28. He didn't throw a lot of passes. And then let's also keep one thing in mind. John Brown was out that game. That is a big difference because that's the man who blow the top of your coverage. Yeah. It that's... allows the defense, you know, to be level because at the end of the day, you got to spread your defense, your safeties, your cornerbacks to make sure they watch Brown, Diggs, and then Cole Beasley coming in <laughs> in them under routes. All right? <laughs> Wherever he be coming from. He be coming with that old New England Patriot. Yeah, that's what he do. Yeah, he'll do this Edelman. <laughs> Basically. But without John Brown, you can focus more on a deep threat because you know the only deep threat you got really is Diggs at that point. So now John Brown is back. But it's cold. <laughs> the game is going to be in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, they used to the cold. Yeah. They used to the cold. But they ain't got a ground game as much. And that's that's what I would say they're going to worry about. But also, let's, let's look at this defense. On the defensive side, outside of a few of those wins, because they've had some, some close games, they've also blown out. So, the defense hasn't been pretty bad, all right? And when you look at the defense last week, it was against the, the Ravens. That was a pretty defensive game. For a team that runs the ball as much as the Ravens do, they actually did a pretty good job on the run. Yep. So, the key to this game is making sure that defense gets a hold on the run. Pat Mahomes had a field day in, in the past game as well, okay? Which we know Pat Mahomes is likely to have majority of the time. But 
Pat Mahomes coming off concussion protocol. So we're going to see what kind of Pat Mahomes we're going to get. Very good point. But the key is going to be, the key, the X factor, that front line controlling that run game. That's going to be very important for this game. Front line controlling, I think, what's that running back, Montgomery? Good luck to you on that one, bro. Uh, we're going to go ahead and swing it over here to the AFC West champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, 14-2. 14 wins out of 16. Sounds absolutely phenomenal. Chiefs are here by luck, though. Catch me. 14 wins begs the difference. But against Cleveland, they scored three points in the second half without even having Mahomes. Like, they could not muster up too much of anything. What really saved them? Baker, Bonehead, Mayfield's interception. Uh, that's pretty much the reason that the AFC uh, championship game is now being represented by Kansas City instead of Cleveland. Uh, but you could have said the same thing about Buffalo because they didn't deserve to win that game against my Colts. Uh, as terrible as we played, we lost by three. Like, we played terribly against Buffalo. But again, my coach forgot that Josh Allen can still run the ball. That's neither here nor there. Hmm. Um, so, again, they similar to Green Bay. They started their season 4 no, Um, But they lost to Oakland, a division rival, uh, which they allowed the, the Raiders to put up 40 on in week five. Uh, the only other loss was uh, the last game of the season to San Diego, uh, 38-21. And uh, I don't believe Mahomes even really played like that. So, um, but... They beat them in week two, but they only put up 23 points in overtime. Uh, so here's my concern. What is it about San Diego that gets under the belt of Kansas City? Now, granted, I get it. Another division rival. However. Say, <laughs> <laughs> I got an answer. <laughs> what, what's your answer? Might be that dude on that, deep, on that end. Both of might have a little bit to do with that. He just might. <laughs> um, is there anybody for Buffalo? that can get in Pat Mahomes' grill like that, that's a big question. I know collectively they play good defense. However, you need a stud to anchor your defensive line, uh, somebody who's going to be relentless, uh, somebody like, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to face an Indomitian too. Who's the guy that Pat Mahomes is really going to have to be worried about? Excuse me, worried about. I don't really know if I see that for Buffalo. Um now, I will say this, the week two game against San Diego, where it was, like I said, they won 23-20. The game was so close because why? The, the, the Chiefs had 11 penalties. Sloppy, 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 sloppy. Um, now, granted, Pat Mahomes again, another stud here. 38 touchdowns, six interceptions, was only sacked. Aaron Rodgers was sacked 20 times. Mahomes was only sacked 22 times. Mobile quarterback, no problem running, uh, rolling out the pocket, uh, chasing down on first downs. But you did mention the toe, I mean the uh, the concussion issue. Yeah. Also, you have to remember he has a toe issue. Mm, One yeah. thing about that: your throwing rhythm based on your toe, your running based on your toe. If Pat Mahomes can't move, if you can keep him in the pocket, you have a good chance. You have a great chance if you can keep him in the pocket and have a hell rusher similar to a Bosa. Good luck, Buffalo, with that. But again, the 
Kansas City Chiefs uh, had a phenomenal season. But these two teams, not sure how in the world they got here, but they did. We'll just say God is good. Now, Kels, we've done that part. We're going to switch it over to DT, and we're going to let him start it off. Right. Who's your expecting, man? Well, Kels, you mentioned Brown did not play in the game earlier, right? Right. There was another person who did not play in that game as well because he was a late pickup. Mm. And for those who have forgotten about him, please know if you sleep on him, you're gonna have a long day. Le'Veon Bell was not part of that. Was not part of the Kansas City Chiefs at that time. And if there is one person that we know cannot not just run the ball but catch the ball out of the backfield, that would be Le'Veon Bell. And I actually just made this statement to you, Woe, the other day, that if you really were to go back, we'll say, last 20 years, one of the best offensive minds when it comes to certain things, especially a quarterback being hurt or something like that, he happens to be the head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is Andy Reid. Yeah. I'm going to go like this. My expected for this game I'm actually going to go to the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs. You got a young quarterback who's looking to make plays, who knows he is the running game, um, but he basically is the offense. And the quarterback is the leader of the offense. Your quarterback of your defense is your safety. Tyron Matthew. Honey bats. The honey bats, buddy. Uh, where, where this man goes, the honey badger will be there. I think as long as the Honey Badger is healthy and is on that field, he's going to make a play. And uh, that will probably be the end of the season for the Buffalo Bills. If Tyron Matthew is a defensive stud that we all know he can be. Kels, last one's on you. Who's your X Factor, bro? My X Factor, I'm going to put it on the DBs. Oh, it's Buffalo. <laughs> and, 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 and I say that because we know the passer that Pat Mahomes is. We know the weapons that he has. The DB's got to step up in this game to give the offense a chance. Because the last game we saw of the Buffalo Bills offense didn't look as good as they produced throughout the season. Alright, so let that's me ask a lot. I'm sorry, because so them wide outs, that's a four by that's a four by one hundred relay out there. Like. Hey, hey, hey you better get it together. And Sammy Watkins, if you know I'm saying Watkins, Hill. <laughs> but here's the thing though. Alright, so last minute, wanna make it known. Cap said his picks in. Donnie Epstein, what's happening with you folks? Uh he says Kansas City Green Bay for the Super Bowl. So, that being said, we all said Green Bay. DT, start with you. Who you Kansas, got? Kansas City. Kansas City. Now, I feel like this is what they've been waiting on. They've been lulling through the season. They've been waiting on this. Kales. You know what? So far, my picks have been 100 right now. And I think I'm going to go with the Bills this time. What? Because you know what? I don't feel like I'm going to get that Kobe-LeBron matchup. Oh. And Aaron Rodgers... And when you look at it, Pat Mahomes, that that's be, the situation that right now. The Kobe and LeBron. And I don't know if it's going to happen. All right, so I'm going to actually go ahead and say, yeah, Kansas City, Green Bay is going down. 
Uh, it's been real here on the Underground Sports Kings. Again, one last show before we get to the Super Bowl. See y'all next week, family. In the words of Pimp C, Tria recognize Tria. And I hope the Tria are recognizing the fact that there's a world where sports and culture have collided. And therefore, the Underground Sports Kings exist because of such. And with that being said, we want to welcome you to tune in to listen to the Underground Sports Kings every Saturday here on Anchor, hosted by Dwayne Sutton, a.k.a. Woe. Rose Mo, Chaos, and the one and only DT. You don't want to miss out on a show that's going to collide sports and culture just the way it deserves to be brought to you. Tune in to the Underground Sports King Show and make sure 